Hey Retro Gamers, today on Smashing Bricks we lose all of our virtual quarters in Gradius Collection for the arcade. I mean, the Sony PlayStation Portable. Hey, welcome back to Smashing Bricks, a retro gaming podcast. This is episode 22. My name is Eddie Inzotto, and today I'm joined by returning guest, Mr. Anthony LaBella. Oh, yeah, we love him. We love him. <laughs> hey, Eddie, <laughs> it's good to be back. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well, yeah. I, uh, I was happy to get back into a retro game. I like to... I like to be on these episodes because I'm always playing the newest releases, but I love to kind of go back back in time and see what I missed out on or something I want to relive, so I was excited to, to do this episode today. Nice. What's the new release that you've been playing? Uh, I'm almost at the end of Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and <gasps> I started Spider-Man 2, so those are the two big ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just heard some good things about Spider-Man 2. It's amazing how I used to be all about I knew everything that was happening in the industry from the <laughs> right. biggest to the smallest. And now I know basically nothing. <laughs> it's uh, what but I did you, know yeah. Super Mario Wonder was a thing. And I, as I understand, it's phenomenal. It's fantastic. It's yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. one of the best 2D Marios ever. It, it's up oh. there. It's oh, great. Thank you, it Nintendo. Is? Finally, yeah. you've answered all our <laughs> prayers. Amazing. Yeah. Man, that's a long running franchise. I mean, the first one that I played was Super Mario Brothers on the NES. Yeah. <laughs> Came out in 1985. Just like Gradius. Oh, synergy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Gradius is what we're talking about today. And we're specifically doing Gradius Collection on the PSP. And Gradius is a franchise that has been running since 1985. Um, so what's Gradius Collection? It's a bundle of Gradius 1 through 4 and Gradius Gaiden, all with some tweaks. And uh, they're side-scrolling space shooters, more commonly known today as shmups, meaning shoot 'em ups And you guide your fighter on screen, and you're shooting enemies and obstacles, and you're dodging enemies and obstacles while the level auto-scrolls at a fixed speed. You're picking up upgrades, you're earning points, you're getting extra lives, and when you run out of lives, it's game over. Or it was game over. In this one, it's not quite game over, right? So it's a classic arcade game. Yeah. Is this the first shmup you've done an episode for? Yeah. it's so integral to early video games, so... I feel like the popularity has shifted over time, which we'll probably talk about a bit, but it's very, yeah. you know, it goes hand in hand with the start of video games, or at least console video games, since we're talking about some console ports. Yeah, around the time of our last episode together, I got the urge to try a shmup on here because mm -hmm. I felt like we should use it. I hate the term shmup, by the way, but <laughs> I'm going to say it because it's accepted vernacular. Yeah. So I was like looking through a big list and I, we eventually landed on Gradius collection because mm -hmm. Gradius is kind of historic. Yeah. Yeah. What's your, what's your history with this genre? I'm curious before we dive into to Gradius specifically. Yeah. So 
I've played some shooters here and there. I I mean, I've played Gradius 1 mm. a little bit, but I was much more of a life force ah. guy on the NES because okay. my cousin Joe had life force and we would constantly play it whenever I was with him. But I didn't know until recently that they're the same series basically right. or they're or spiritual successor type thing right yeah they're they're kind of in the same universe or or franchise but just kind of parallel or whatever it is yeah um life force came out after the first gradius and okay. i played that on the nes and i played that a lot more and i played gradius maybe a little tiny bit but they're they're pretty similar as as far right, as right. I'm sure understand. if they're part of that franchise, yeah, yeah. We even saw some of the things that obviously things that started in Gradius moved into Life Force, and then Life Force things then went into later Gradius games. But I never really had access to the Gradius series after the first one because of the way they were released, which we'll talk about in a little while. So yeah, I just played Gradius and none of the others. So this was this was a good way to explore the whole franchise. How about you? Yeah, so I was I was thinking because I had kind of a shoot 'em up phase maybe two, three years back where I just wanted to try a bunch of different games in the genre because I wasn't super familiar. And I focused mostly on vertical shooters. So horizontal like Gradius is somewhat new to me because I've done a lot of the vertical ones and I've also done a lot of the bullet hell type games. So mm. like uh Batsugun and Battle Garega and Ikaruga is a classic, although that's more of kind of a, almost like a puzzle shooter in a sense. Hmm. Um Batsugun's like one of the earliest ones, right? Yeah, exactly. So I kind of came in with somewhat of an understanding of the genre, not to the point where I can get high scores or understand how to chain combos or or things like that but i've i've played a handful at this point in my life um but never really i've never played a gradius game even though i owned this collection we did the episode for (laughs) and horizontal shooters in general i haven't touched too much so it was it was cool to check it out for this episode nice yeah other horizontal shooters I played the R-Type games on the Super Nintendo. Obviously, mm-hmm. I was a Nintendo kid, right? Nintendo, Super Nintendo. But the R-Type games were on the Super Nintendo, and those were a little different. They were like, they were almost like, I don't know, they remind me almost of like a Mega Man in space shooter form because oh, like, okay. it's a little bit slower. You have uh-huh. a charge shot. It's. I feel like it's the type of game that real shooters fa- shooter fans would say, that's, that's not really a shooter, just because it's so <laughs> slow. Huh. And I was seeing some of the reviews for the Gradius games that kind of leaned that way. Right. But yeah, I did some vertical shooters too, but old ones like like 1942. Like they're Oh, you know, sure. Yeah. You know, different. They're a little different. And then of course Ikaruga, because that one was like the layperson's shooter at the time, I feel like. Yeah. But I never played Radiant Silver Gun. Oh, I don't I think I touched it at some point, but I played way more Ikaruga because that's the same company that made those two. Yeah. And that, I'm remembering Raiden or the Raiden series. I feel like I played some of those. Hmm. So yeah, a handful yeah. here and there. Okay. Now I did, I did a little research on 
the language surrounding this genre just because I was curious. Because mm-hmm. I never even really said shoot 'em up. I always said shooter. So I was yeah. like looking at Google <laughs> Trends and I noticed that around the beginning of 2007, it's the first time you see shmup overtake shoot hyphen um hyphen up. Uh, so I wonder okay. what happened then. Yeah. And then bullet hell only first took over shmup, I think around uh, 2010 interestingly enough yeah i think those became more popular around that time yeah i actually misspoke 2010 was when i saw the term bullet hell in these google trends and google trends for anyone who doesn't know is like a a log of the volume of searches on google Mm. so it only goes back to 2004 but that's when the line on the line graph kind of stopped touching the zero mark for bullet Hell. it was 2010 and then in 2015 actually it's been above shmup since since september 2015 it has been more searched than the term shmup interesting interesting i wonder why i couldn't figure it out probably because i don't have the depth of knowledge or else i'd be like oh yeah of course september 2015 that's when xyz came out i think my general understanding is just that when you look at shoot 'em ups in the modern era there's way more bullet hell than Mm. than something like a gradius i think that's just kind of the Maybe not the most popular, but definitely increasing in popularity because of the company Cave that made yeah. a lot of bullet hell games. And I think those are considered some of the classics. So I think that's kind of the blueprint that some other companies follow more than mm. than older games like a Gradius or a Life Force. So Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I've I've actually read about Cave kind of like really revitalizing the genre to an incredible degree. And the other ones, the um oh, what are those called? The one with like perfect cherry blossom the tohu project series Mm -hmm. games they have like a billion of them and that i feel like that's for like the real uh connoisseurs maybe have you played any of those i haven't played any of those i feel like those are also within that bullet hell genre for the most part and i think they scale well i think i've heard that you can start with one of those games and play it on the easiest setting and you'll learn some stuff for the genre and then Obviously, if you're really good, you'll you'll scale it up. Got it. Got it. Talk about easy settings. We'll, we'll get to that later. But <laughs> yes, for <we> now, <laughs> let's jump into a little bit of the game history. Now, normally, most of the game history would be about the actual release we're playing. But I feel like this time, it makes sense to just talk about the, the individual games and mostly the first one. But... But as for the Gradius collection itself, it was released in 2006 for the Sony PlayStation Portable, and this was the only platform this particular collection was released on. As I said, it has Gradius 1 through 4 and Gaiden. Now, the games themselves, Gradius 1 through 3, were all arcade games, and each of those three were ported to various platforms over the years. And they were released in 1985 for the first one, 1988, and 1989 for three and that was like intended to be a trilogy Mm. a standalone set of games Uh, gradius one and two made it onto tons of platforms like the nes the turbo graphics 16 the armstrad the commodore 64 game boy msx zx spectrum pc engine the mobile phone the PlayStation 1, 2, 3, and 4, the Wii, and the Switch. They weren't both on all of those, and they might have been on others, but you get the point. Like, they were on a lot of consoles. They're classics. Yeah. 
Now, even with all those ports, this Gradius collection was actually the first time Gradius II ever reached North America. Hmm. So this kind of reinforces why I didn't have much experience with them, and you, you didn't either, right? You said you didn't play a Gradius game at all. Right. Um, Gradius III only made it to the Super Nintendo, the PlayStation 2, and was never officially released in arcades outside of Asia. Then Gradius Gaiden was between 3 and 4, and it was released exclusively on the PlayStation and only in Japan in 1997. So this Gradius collection on PSP is the only availability outside of Japan at all. And then Gradius 4 came out worldwide, but only in arcades. And uh, then it made it to the PS2 in a bundle with Gradius 3, and then to this collection. By the way, how did you say Gradius throughout your lifetime? So I was following your lead just hearing you say it today. I always said Gradius. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So at the end of the last episode, that's what Kyle said when I announced the next game. And I said, oh. He said Gradius. Yeah, because I said it's Gradius or Gradius. And then he's like, I think it's Gradius. And I was like, oh, so neither of the things that I said. But <laughs> I realized that that Gradius is correct. <laughs> okay. I, that's, I've heard I, I figured you had done your research. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I was following suit with you today. That's funny. I've heard Gradius on like internet videos in the past. Uh-huh. But in the game, in Gradius 4, I think, or Gradius 3, the title screen actually says it. Ah, uh, like, okay. The screen yeah. comes up and it says, Gradius. Gotcha. Like Gradius voice. Right. <laughs> deep voice. So I was, I was concerned, so I had to find that out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, these are games from Konami. They were developed by Konami and published by Konami. The original three were directed by Hiroyasu Machiguchi and a slew of other people designed, directed, and programmed the other two as they came out later. I didn't want to get into all the names because I would struggle through them. Um, <laughs> I know that's, that's probably unfair, but it's okay. So going back to the original Gradius, it was designed in response to, at the time, Konami's sworn enemy in the arcades, Namco. I guess everyone's sworn enemy in the arcades, right? Because Namco was was a big deal. Yeah. Namco released Xevious. I didn't look up how to say that one. Uh, I think that's right, Xevious. Yeah. (laughs) To great success. And that had eclipsed Konami's earlier shooter, Scramble. Scramble being sort of a spiritual predecessor to the Gradius series. But with Gradius, the new, at the time, Konami bubble system arcade board allowed Konami to do a lot more than they could with Scramble because it was a 16-bit system and it had more reliable memory, more memory, and faster processing. So this was kind of a big step up. And they wanted to make it special, right? So early iterations of that first game, they had very specific power-ups like you pick up a speed boost, you pick up a double shot, you pick up a missile, but they felt that it wasn't satisfying enough. So they came up with the power bar system that the series has become known for. Mm -hmm. So the power bar system, what's the power bar system? So power bar system is as you're picking up power-ups, 
you're increasing a bar that gets you different skills or power-ups. It might be increased speed, it might be a shield, it might be a new weapon type, and then you keep filling the bar up to get new power-ups along the way, and you can even activate a power-up and kind of reset it to the beginning. And that way you continually fill up the bar as you pick up power-ups and it just gets stronger and stronger and get new abilities as you progress through the levels. Yeah, and there are, th- there are tons of these power-up pickups, and they're, yeah. they're basically a currency that you pay the power bar to take that upgrade as it moves over. Right. And I don't know if in the originals there was the semi-auto. Probably not, I would imagine. But you would have to press a button when you got to the spot on the power bar and say, yes, right. I want to use that one. But actually, these games do it automatically. Right, I forgot. Yeah, button. they have the semi-auto in there, so... So they went with the power bar system. They invented that. They liked it. They stuck with it. It's been with the series ever since. And interestingly, the first game only took about a year, which, I mean, maybe that's a long time for back then, but it took about a year. And Hiroyasu, in an interview, said that the team had a lot of anxiety the whole time because it was their first game and they did not have any confidence in what they were doing. they uh they even tried 20 different movement patterns for the options and let me clarify option because it's a terrible word so the option is a little (laughs) what is it like a sidekick orb that follows a little orb that kind of tracks your movement and can deal damage as well yeah so when you shoot it shoots but it follows you yeah, so they tried 20 different movement patterns for this thing wow. and eliminated them one by one as they decided that they weren't working how they wanted, which is crazy to me because how meant, how could it move in 20 different ways? I wonder what they did. Yeah, what would that That'd look like? <laughs> like maybe it like just automatically went up and down or maybe it circled sure. around you. Later on, we see some different option patterns in the later games. But 20? Man, these guys are brainstorming over there (laughs) so here's a quote i wanted to say about the initial gradius from uh from that director i think gradius's success lies in the fact that we were able to take everyone's ideas on the team debate and discuss them and make something that reflected the whole team's intentions also we didn't pay much heed to ideas from the outside the decision to use a three button setup is one example of that Instead, we forced our way ahead. And that's because at the time, I think a lot of the arcade games were just two buttons and a stick. Mm -hmm. So instead of doing that, they had your missiles, your regular shot, and then the power bar selection, I think, would have been the three buttons in the arcade. I would like to play this in the arcade, really. Yeah. Now, I don't have sales figures for this for the Gradius collection, because remember, we're doing Gradius collection, not the individual Mm -hmm. games. But the games have sold throughout the years. You know, it's been a successful franchise. They've been able to continue making them. People have loved them. And the whole series has this big legacy. It's not just the Gradius series. It's the Nemesis series, which is a few games in in the Nemesis series, which started with Nemesis on the MSX, which was basically an expanded or adjusted port of the original game. Then there was Nemesis 2, 3, there was Nemesis on the Game Boy, and they they consider Gradius the Interstellar Assault and Gradius Rebirth in that same series. Then there was the Salamander series, which, as we said, that's Life Force, 
and Salamander are the same-ish game with minor tweaks, and then Salamander 2 and Solar Assault. Then there was the Parodius series, which is basically, it's a portmanteau of parody and Gradius, which Konami made themselves as a sort of parody of Gradius, and there are six games in that series. And then there's a trilogy of Otomedius, Otomedius? Otomedius? I'm not sure. Otomedius? That'd be my guess. Yeah, that one includes, instead of a ship, the, the classic Vic Viper, which is the name of the ship, instead of that, there are like anime girls as your ship, just flying mm. through space, <laughs> nice. shooting. I've never played any of these. I, I didn't even know about these until recently. But tons of games, tons and tons of games in this franchise and related spin-off franchises. So as for how people received this particular game, I saw a 76% on Metacritic. But that was weird to me because it seems like it's a good port of these arcade games. Mm-hmm. And knowing how highly regarded most of these games in the series have been, I decided I'd look, look a little deeper. So... Criticisms in 2006 range from it's too hard to it's too easy to it's too slow to it's too old fashioned to it's just for fans to this was the best one. Only PSP owners will want this game. <laughs> what? I was like, who are you? Why? <laughs> why were you able to write a review? Yeah, obviously. Thanks. <laughs> PSP owners are That's the only ones hilarious. who will want this because it's a PSP game. Because it. It can only play it on the PSP. Thank, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so knowing how reviews work, I imagine a lot of this comes from kind of assigning the wrong reviewer to the game because shooters like this just they don't really appeal to some people. Like it's 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 a specific flavor of game, and not everyone yeah. has to like every kind of game. But you you probably want someone who like knows more about the genre. Usually, when you're assigning reviews to your review staff. So I think some of that was happening there. Yeah. I mean, you remember like, or I remember, maybe you didn't, didn't happen to you, but it happened to me where I would get a game and I'm like, I don't know anything about this. No, I definitely have have those scenarios. Right. (laughs) Oh man. Happened with PSP games a lot for me, actually, in the beginning. (laughs) Curiously enough. Here, give this PSP game to this guy, the new guy. Maybe (laughs) some of that happened. So so other than like the criticism of I don't like these games or the the criticism of I want everyone to know that bullet hell games are superior to these old fashioned shooters one of the major criticisms was that there's no multiplayer in any of these games and I think the majority of them originally did have a two player mode yeah. because individually I looked this up uh Gradius 1 had around 85% positive reception gradius 2 80 percent gradius 3 78 percent gradius gaiden 82 percent and i have no idea for gradius 4 but you know they were all higher than what this collection got yet this collection is made of five games so you would think yeah it's better than one game so anyway moving on we played it what do we, we think did. instead because we don't care about <laughs> what other people think yeah whatever what whatever metacritic says that doesn't matter to me
Yeah, so I guess, you know, within the shoot 'em up genre, there's so many subgenres or categories. So we kind of already touched upon vertical versus horizontal shooter. So, you know, this is clearly a horizontal shooter, which I think really changes how you play and the layout and just how you mm -hmm. visualize enemies and projectiles. So that, again, that was pretty new to me since I'm mostly familiar with vertical shooters. So, you know, a horizontal shooter in which you're picking up power-ups, it has that very novel idea of the power bar where you're getting different upgrades along the way and you can activate them. Um, again, whether it's a shield or now you could shoot up and down or... Now you have, like, a bomb, just, you know, different abilities along the way, and trying to dodge the enemy projectiles along the way, and typically ending each stage with some kind of boss fight. So it culminates in this big boss fight, which get more extravagant as the series goes on. In Gradius, Gradius 1, it's more of, you know, here's this enemy ship that's a little beefier. You have to mm -hmm. attack it. But really along the way, I think one of the calling cards of the Gradius series is these really stand out bold visual designs and level designs where you're navigating all of these very unique worlds you know you have moai heads are a big series yeah. staple they're in i think every single gradius and they look awesome Late, later in the series they're shooting out you know these circular beams and then you God, often have so a hard. plant level of some kind there's often a fire motif somewhere along the way so it's this really bold visual design paired with this wonderful retro soundtrack where you feel really immersed in terms of the presentation. And I think that's one of the series greatest strengths is how it looks and how it sounds mm. because I guess overall a general impression and I'll, I'll let you share, you know, your general thoughts. I appreciate Gradius from a historical perspective mm -hmm. and I definitely had my moments with it. I would sum up this collection by saying Gradius Gaiden is one of the coolest games I've ever played. Oh, and wow. that's that's my main thing is Gradius Gaiden is freaking awesome. And the rest of the series has its moments, but like this is the Gradius Gaiden collection for me personally, because <laughs> I think that game is so good. And it's the only place you can get it, it was Japan only until yeah. 2006 on this collection. And it is, I think easily the best game in this collection and i just had such a better time with that one compared to the rest although we'll you know we'll get more in depth on each of the games but nice. that was what really stood out to me is presentation wise it's great the power up bar is a very novel idea and gradius gaiden is amazing <laughs> awesome so did you find yourself after you basically sampled the five of them did you just go back and play gaiden exclusively yes. after so that. I, like, eh, I'm just going to play this one. Right. So the way I played it, and we'll get into difficulty as well, because <laughs> I know we're going to talk about easy versus medium. Um, oh, yeah. I kind of sampled all of them, played played them a bit, uh, made a, you know decent progress in each one, and then basically just kept playing Grad Gradius Gaiden and beat it um, with the help oh, wow. of safe states, I will be honest. I played on a Steam Deck, even Got though it. I own this. But I just kept going back to Gradius Gaiden and tried to improve, tried to get further on my one credit and then eventually just wanted to see it through to the end. Whereas I didn't really do that with all of the others because I thought that one was, was so much better and, and, and manageable in terms of difficulty in a way that a couple of the others I struggled with. So, mm. you know, we'll also talk about difficulty and we'll also talk about 
what I think is the worst part of Gradius is the checkpoint system, which I oh, think my goodness. really, yeah, go really hampers the experience. So difficulty yeah. is a hugely important conversation when it comes to Gradius games, I think. Yeah. For me, I mean, I'm not a big shooter guy, but apparently you are a little bit more and you still say that the difficulty is an important thing to talk about. Yeah, right? definitely. Okay, and the checkpointing system kind of is a fundamental component of the difficulty. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to just hold that for one second. And I wanted to ask you, when you were talking about adapting to horizontal versus vertical, did you find that the feel of it is entirely different and your whole approach to a, a horizontal game changes versus a vertical? Like when you have these shots going out at different directions that was never sort of the same in the vertical ones or or what about it makes it so drastically different from a vertical in terms of the the feel if we're not talking like specifically mechanically but just like how it feels to play yeah i think i think it's it's how you're tracking the projectiles just feels so different to me Mm. in horizontal versus vertical that kind of you know, up and down verticality, looking for the projectiles in that way versus in a vertical shoot them up kind of, you know, you're kind of looking more all around, if that makes sense. I, I guess yeah. I, I have a harder time visually tracking in a horizontal where I had depths that I feel like I wouldn't have in a vertical. It's hard. To, it's hard to explain, but I think just where to look for projectiles and, and kind of the spacing feels feels quite a bit different when you're moving horizontally versus vertically. So I know I struggled quite a bit with this collection in general. I think part of it's because I have more of a familiarity with vertical versus horizontal, and it was it was a difficult adjustment for me. Yeah, I found that the projectiles and the enemies felt maybe more random. The, mm-hmm. Their movement patterns maybe are more, more sure, random, yeah. especially more random than like a bullet hell, right? Because the bullet hells are essentially pattern-based waves of bullets. So even if you feel like there's a million of them on the screen, it's really, you you kind of chunk it, you know, like you you know how to move in between them. Whereas in these games, and a lot of the games like this, I think, the older shooters, the, the horizontal scrolling shooters, the bullets are just coming from an undefinable locus of points <laughs> on the screen yeah. and you find yourself trying to weave through these bullets and there's no set um strategy for you to approach some of these it's a lot of like twitch reaction i mean i guess they're sure. all twitch reaction but you know what i mean like you're, you're doing a lot more processing i think with these yeah. mental processing right. With the horizontal piece, too, a lot of enemies on ceilings and on floors in a Ugh. way that I don't think you see in vertical. And then it's yeah. like you want to get rid of them before you get close, but you'd have to get really close to the edge of the level and potentially yeah. hit the edge of the level, which you don't really face in a vertical shooter. Yeah. So that, that got me so many times. A lot of times they come off the back end of the screen and then just stop and there's only a tiny little space where you could get your ship in and you can only shoot forward most of the time so you're relying on whether you have those those double shots or those bombs that that will reach the floor and then track along it because those are really helpful that's huge but 
but cool. sometimes it doesn't work. You can't get far enough back. It's auto scrolling, as most shooters yeah. are, but you know, you're pushed forward. That's rough. Right. And every once mm-hmm. in a while, some of these like random pattern flying enemies will circle out the back of the screen and come back on and hit you from behind. Which oh is- yeah. Uh-huh. super annoying to me <laughs> i couldn't stand like if i'm at the back of the screen now something comes in from the back of the screen and i have a millisecond to notice it first of all i can't even see that fast and then have the stimulus sent to my brain and back to my fingers <laughs> to know to move forward right <laughs> that's tough so yeah i mean difficulty let's let's just go full in on difficulty then yeah these are difficult games but they, they are have hard. like yeah. seven difficulty levels each, right? Mm-hmm. I played them all on the absolute easiest I could. Well, first I tried, you know, normal. And I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I not, <laughs> did the same thing. I'm not that it's guy. It's like, yeah, normal. I can handle normal. No, I can't. No, I'm I can't. not normal. And then I tried like <laughs> very easy. Uh, no, but I don't think I could handle very easy. How about easiest? <laughs> I like the one that has, I think Gaiden has easiest. Yeah. As like an extra easy mode. Uh-huh. Right. And then on one of them, oh, which one was it? Th- three, I think, has like the, the technical mode. And then it has the sort of like trial mode where you mm, only get yeah. the first three stages. And I thought, well, right. I'm dying before the end of the third stage anyway. So I might as well Yeah, just can we do make that. that first stage only and I beat the game? Or- <laughs> yeah. So they're hard. They were hard. You played on easiest also? I didn't play on easiest. I played on easy for all of them. Oh, um, okay. Not very. Because I, I felt like I could I could have taken it down to easiest, but I felt like on easy, like I, I want some challenge yeah. from, a, from a shooter like this. I, I think there's something satisfying about just blowing through enemies, but I think I need some kind of um, friction in this genre. So I didn't want to go down too much. So I felt like, well, it says easy. I'll try it. It was still <laughs> really hard, but uh, I felt like that was a comfortable middle ground for me where I had some of that friction where I was challenging myself uh, and trying to get better with my one credit. But again, I with Gradius Guide and I did use some safe states to help me through to the end. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I didn't beat any of these. I It was just, it's not in my skill set. Like, yeah. I know I mentioned Dark Souls all the time. And people think mm-hmm. that's a hard game, but it's really not compared to something like like this requires like legit skill versus games like Dark Souls, which more test your patience. Right. Because you can equip things, you have resources. Yeah, yeah. You can't like, oh, I'm going to find the, the strongest missile and equip it in Gradius. No, you just you gotta pick up the power ups and not get hit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. Uh, later on, they did that funky stuff with the power bar. So Gradius 1, right? You have uh, a power bar. And the first thing you can choose is a speed up. Then you have mm-hmm. missile. Then you have, what's the other one? Double. Then you have laser. Then you have option. And then you have shield. I think that's yeah. right. I think so. Um, and that's cool. Because as you go, you decide which ones you want or you let the auto select do it. Now, I don't know if the auto-select was in the originals, but for the purposes of this discussion, everything that is an update to these original games is in the Gradius collection. That's what we're talking about. Um, yeah. They even have 
uh, the difficulty actually on the option screen even says like tuned versus original you can choose and mm. i think they changed the difficulties to make them more reasonable yeah in the tuned setting as opposed to original but in this game you're able to choose or have it auto select and that's that's the way it goes in gradius one gradius two it gives you what does it do it gives you like five preset options i think four i think four, four. maybe yeah where yeah, you can kind and, of choose and it the order up yeah changes up what you're gonna get like you have maybe a few different missiles a few different double shots a few different lasers something mm -hmm. like that and that was really cool i like that a lot in gradius too the way Me you, too, yeah. you choose the preset ones they put them together in such a way that i guess they felt made sense gradius three gradius three what did that let you do it let you choose like was that the one where you could change the order no I think no Gaiden. You could change the order. Oh, Gaiden! You could change the order, right? Yeah, Gradius three. You could take. They had the power ups, and when you're starting the game, they're basically in columns, and you choose one from column A, one from column oh, B. Oh, yes, you know. right. So you choose what kind of speed boost you get, or what kind of missile, and mm -hmm. then what kind. So you make your own set, but it's still in the same order, which I think is super cool, also. Yeah, I, I like that. I actually like that better than rearranging them because I feel like rearranging it, I can either cheat or I can screw myself. I was just about to say, or not know what I'm doing and then completely mess up the whole power-up bar. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Gaiden was the next one and it had that. What did you do as far as your power bar Like that may have been a bad choice? <laughs> I think... Did I try to put like shields early thinking, well, then I, you know, I have some defense and that was stupid because then I have no firepower mm. to do anything to the enemies and it takes too long to get to that. I think that was my issue. I think, I think I mostly tried to keep it in line with the order from the previous games because I thought, well, they designed it. They <laughs> yeah, probably they know, know the right order. I should probably not get too crazy with this. So I think that was my only issue was trying to go shield early and it was a disaster. Um, but then I, I thought, let me just stick with <laughs> the recommended path for the most part. Interesting that that was a disaster for you. Yeah. I did that also. I put shield first and it was the best decision I well? made. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I was, I hated that. I was like, oh, oh I no, want to kill funny. things faster or be faster. Yeah, I but speed, you know, speed was actually really important to be early. I yeah. feel like they slowed the Vic Viper down after the first one, maybe, or after the second one, so that the mm. speed upgrade was more more meaningful, pivotal. Yeah, yeah. So that was super important. Like in what is it, three or four, or maybe Gaiden, maybe even two. I felt like I had to do multiple speed ups right off the bat just to feel like I was in control Agreed. of my fate yeah one of them was super slow oh god I, I don't know if i wrote it down but one of them was super slow i wrote slower for gradius two mm, okay. but some one of them i think it was three because three was the hardest one to me was three the hardest oh i one for put you? i i have a note here that says seems harder than the rest of the series three yeah, three. Yeah, it's also the lowest rated upon release. So that bubble section, ugh, drove me crazy. Oh, the bubbles, the colored bubbles. Where they break up into smaller bubbles, that's in three. Yeah, 
Yeah, got it. Oh, goodness. Yeah, that, so three was super hard, but I think <laughs> yeah. it was also like slow. So yeah, I would maybe. find that for whichever one was really slow like that, I had to hit that speed up like three times and then say, right. okay, now I'm ready to start. And it's that push-pull, right, of you want the upgrade to be meaningful, so I understand why it's slow to start, but yeah. it's it's too slow. I, I really don't like the speed of Gradius. Uh, you eventually get there, but you need way more speed ups to to get to the point where it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. What I meant to say was when I got to, I think it was three, it felt like my ship was slower than the bullets that I was trying to dodge. Oh, And my yeah, ship was okay. slower than the ships that were flying toward me. So I just couldn't right. escape. And right. And there was always <laughs> that, that like struggle, the angst of shooting a group of enemies because usually you have a line or a series of enemies and if you get all of them you'll get one of the power-up pickups yeah or they have what i really like is the color-coded ones anything right that the kind is of reddish red is guaranteed yeah. to drop but i would find that i would take out a group there would be a power-up on the screen and then i'd be like oh i have to get this other group real quick and then i would be like pushing to go get Right, you'd be behind on the pattern, yeah. And it would fall (laughs) off the back of the screen. And I was like, right, what a waste. Yeah, yeah. and I I mean, I like that they, you know, each stage essentially starts with that section at the beginning where here's where we're going to give you some Mm -hmm. power-ups. And it's pretty much the same across the series, yeah, across every stage. But like you said, it's it's, if you don't have the speed-ups, it's like you're racing to get those power-ups and it's just... Unless you're really powerful, it's it's kind of hard to reliably get them at the beginning. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I like that part too. And I like how it's not, it's like a little bit of the same to remind you, you know, or, or as like a throwback, but then it throws like a little curveball where the line of enemies will split off in a different direction right. or something. Yeah, it gets more complex That's as it cool. goes. Okay. So I remember I said I played Gradius on the yeah. NES. This is the first time mm-hmm. I played the arcade version. And right. I was super happy to realize that it scrolls up and down manually. Right. We didn't know like, that. That's, it auto-scrolls that's left to right. Yeah. But, you know, normally you think it's like you're in a tunnel, right? But in Gradius, there are these sections, and it's not everywhere, but there are sections where if you go to the top of the screen, the screen moves up. So mm-hmm. you're kind of in a forever vertical loop at your own will yeah. while it scrolls, you know, against your will. Do you find that like fun to play around with? I like that. Yeah. I made a note of that. I just forgot to bring it up. That's one of my favorite moments in these games mm-hmm. is when you get to the sections where you can go up and down and there might be different enemies or different obstacles, depending on kind of which section you go through. So yeah. I'm thinking specifically of like a plant area where, there, maybe it's in Gaiden where there are these plants that kind of create walls or you can go down and just shoot the enemies and go that way. And it really gives you some some agency in how you're going to navigate the area. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was super cool because I kind of like realized it by accident, actually. <laughs> I think I did too, yeah. Yeah, because like we're trained to avoid the edges of the screen because right. if you hit the edge of the screen, you blow up usually. Mm-hmm. So this was cool. It might have been in Gradius 2 in, I guess it's the first stage, which was awesome. I can oh, only imagine. Oh, with the fire dragons. Coming, and, oh, my yeah, God. Coming yeah. out of Gradius 1. It's Like so a few cool. years later, the sequel comes out. And now in that first level, you have these 
suns with dragons coming mm-hmm. out of them. That was a cool area. Yeah, I think two is such a big step up from one in terms of design and mm-hmm. visual design and level design. It's just bigger and bolder yeah. and better. They added the better bosses, the mini mm-hmm. bosses. They threw in like, yeah, like little mini bosses, like a, a, basically a phoenix bird that would move rapidly up and down the screen and shoot mm-hmm. stuff at you. And you have to take its head off. And it was like kind of tough, but it had interesting, different patterns of bullets. Whereas the first game just had that same thing the whole time. That one like big ship that you had to shoot out the little right. sort of shields in the middle till you could reach its core. And Which, shot I don't know about you, like but that. one of my complaints in one and, and even some of the others is when you get to the bosses, I know sometimes they have a core where the color will change, but I feel like I need some kind of hit detection or mm. visual effect because I, yeah. I remember when I first booted up Gradius 1, I'm on the boss and I'm thinking... Am I damaging this is boss this at all? Yeah, yeah, is this working? <laughs> You're like shouting into the void. Like, I'm doing the thing. I think right. I'm supposed to Why hit this part. Why isn't it working? Part. Oh, no, it's dead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it could flash, like, yeah. briefly would be nice. Right. Doesn't even really make a, a, or maybe it does. Maybe it makes like a ting noise, but it doesn't maybe. sound like you're hitting anything when you're hitting right. those little little shields. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, the next shot, it takes a few shots. And then the next shot, it's like, oh, that one's gone. I guess that's what I have to do. <laughs> right. Difficulty. Back to difficulty. Big mm-hmm. deal. I wanted to mention this earlier. Checkpoint system. Oh, we, we got to talk about the checkpoint. Yeah. Go for it. All you. It's why I don't like this this series more. This I think if it, franchise. <laughs> I would like Gradius so much more if it had a reasonable checkpoint system. Because, yes, you can continue and see the game through to the end, but you go back without any of your power-ups. So you could be put in a spot that's really difficult and hit continue, but you're weaker in a more difficult spot. It's, it's, It's counterintuitive. It's, I should be able to have more supports in this harder section because I died. So you're punished for dying by going back and losing all the power-ups. It just seems very punitive in a way that, like, I know it has its arcade roots, right? And parts of arcades is you want them to put in the quarters, but it just seems so, so much worse than a lot of other games in the genre in terms of that punishment. Yeah. Actually, this was a technical limitation at first. Ah. They had the game, the original game would load up a set of three screens worth of mm-hmm. of the level. And when you died, if it like canceled out that load you would have to go back, you know, maybe three screens or like to a a particular point that had been loaded, something like that. But I don't understand why they took away your upgrades. Yeah. And I wasn't sure how it worked where sometimes I would have the speed up available and sometimes Mm -hmm. I would have nothing. That's true, yeah. If you reach a certain level on the power bar, it left you with one power up, not already pre-powered on your ship, but on the power bar for you to select, like one one step of progress. Mm -hmm. But still, that was just not enough, because where are you most likely to die? (laughs) Bosses. When it sets you back, you have the option to hit maybe three red ships, and now you have a speed up and a missile, and no option, no laser, no... I mean, you're basically screwed. You might as well just reset. Yeah, and 
a little tangent, a little side note in uh, Gradius Gaiden, I got to the final boss and, you know, I'm using a save state before a boss. Just, you know, okay, I can go back to the beginning and I get to the boss and it starts with these three dragons that kind of circle around and they eventually circle you. And I thought, okay, I'll go in the middle of the circling dragons and I'll start shooting them and creates this kind of lava pit thing that automatically kills you. So if you get in the center of them circling, there is no escape. You're dead automatically. And that happened and I accidentally hit save for the save oh, state no. instead of load. So then I had to fight the final boss. There's no spot to get a power up with the weakest gun. It took forever. It was miserable. I wonder if it took longer than if you would have started the game over and gone all the way through. <laughs> it took a while. <laughs> I wonder, yeah. That was nuts. And the crazy thing about it is we mentioned Life Force being a related game. Mm-hmm. Life Force didn't do this. Life Force, oh, really? you, it started you right back up where you died and oh. you kept something. Okay. So it may have been a technical limitation to start, but then they decided, yeah, we're going to keep it that way. Was it like <laughs> that through all five of these games? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that yeah, in all of them. It was, right? Yeah. That's nuts. That's a decision. And it's, that's a bad decision. I think it's easily the worst part of this collection and series. I, like I said, I would enjoy it so much more if I... I would have seen them all through to the end if they had a yeah. traditional checkpoint system where I at least have something, even if it's not fully powered up, versus you lose almost everything, if not everything. Yeah. Or incorporate that yeah. into the difficulty settings. Or that, like yeah. Easy difficulty. Keep mm-hmm. all your power-ups. Right. Less easy difficulty, keep two levels of power up, you know, mm-hmm. like something like that. Right, definitely. I mean, these games were coming out, I think, four was, what did I say, in the 90s already? Yeah, 99, I think, right? 99. Gaiden was 97. Yeah. Four was 99. They could have done that for sure. Oh, definitely. They had the technology. There were, there were other games doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what we haven't talked much about four, uh, which was like a sort of remake of two ish. Like mm-hmm. what was four to you a best of, of the previous three games yeah. made in 3d. Yeah. It kind of feels like that kind of a reimagining or yeah. I think a best of is a, a good way to put it where it's just a bolder visual design. And I noted mm-hmm. on that one that the boss fights really stand out in four, even more mm-hmm. so than the first three. And even mm-hmm. though four came out after Gaiden technically in the collection, it goes one, two, three, four, and then Gaiden. So that's the order yeah. I played them in. And I think at this point, because it felt more like a best of, I even note in my notes here, I'm starting to get tired of Gradius at this point. Doesn't yeah, do a yeah. whole lot of new things. And then Gaiden kind of gives me that pop again where I'm excited again. So it just felt like, okay, we're doing it again. It looks better. The boss fights are pretty awesome. But it did. It was probably my least favorite of the collection just because I felt like, okay, I don't know that there's a whole lot new here. Yeah, three and four to me were like the low points. Four, I don't know. You say it looks better. I don't think it looks better. No, really? I feel like it's it was like that that era of three D where it was just like a little funky, like Mm -hmm. the part with the suns in particular. In two you had this nice artwork, you know, it's two D, it's it looks like cartoony animated like a little bit. And then in four it's like blobs of yellow <laughs> and they just look like they it looks like like jelly 
and yeah. the dragons, they don't have the same oomph. They, there's not the same spectacle. I don't know. That's a personal preference, I think. Sure, sure. But Gaiden, on the other hand. Oh, Gaiden. His dope looked really good because it it's was still so, 2D, but it was with yeah. the power of like 32-bit. Right, with the PlayStation 1. Yeah, it's it's such a distinct design. It's that great marriage of kind of 2D art with, with more of kind of a 3D effect and and just the environmental design in Gaiden too. Like it starts with that snowy, icy area, which I'm thinking, okay, something new. It's That's different. And the boss fights, the bosses are so great. Like the spider that boss. first boss shocked me. Oh, yeah. Whoa, the the whoa, crystal whoa. worm thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like the crystal level later on where you're getting this kind of ricochet effect off the crystals. And that looks amazing. It ends with this boss fight where a ship breaks out of a giant crystal. And it just looks so cool. There's lots of depth in that game. There are moments where... It's like there's a Z-axis at play in terms of the visual design. I don't know if you got to this point, but there's a boss fight with two giant Moai heads. And oh. they're, they're circling you. So the whole level is scrolling in a circle. And they kind of break out of the center of the screen. So like the center of the screen kind of crumbles and goes into the background. And then they appear. And it's just there's so much inventiveness in terms of the design that I feel like they really pushed the hardware on the PS1 at that point, and it just, it's such a cool looking game. Yeah, that was, I mean, I don't know if I said it, but that was also my favorite. Yeah. That was probably my favorite, followed by two, then one. I'm the same. Gaiden, two, and then maybe the one just three. because of the historical <laughs> value. Yeah. Does that make sense? Because three and four weren't really doing it for me. Three was just too much. I couldn't do the first level on three. That's the <laughs> one with like the, the golden lion dogs flying. Oh, the sand, ceilings. kind of the sand dragons. Yeah. Yeah. They just went really hard on you there. Yeah. Did you have a favorite weapon? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like in, was it Gaiden? I think I picked the ship that has the lasers because, mm. because you would get a lot of spread with that laser weapon so that, mm -hmm. If I wanted to get the enemies on the ceiling or at the bottom, or if I'm trying to dodge a boss's projectile, I could still be really far below or really high above it and then still hit them a little bit. So I yeah. liked the spread of that laser weapon a lot, even if it was a little Got weaker it. overall. I just love the basic laser once mm -hmm. I had like four options. Yeah. <laughs> and just holding the button <laughs> down and feeling invincible. See, I, right. I like a challenge. But I also like to win these games. I like to feel like yeah. I'm succeeding. Sure. And that always felt good. I uh, I streamed a little bit. And the first time I streamed, I was just trash dying constantly. Second <laughs> time, I got somewhere. And yeah. there, would, there was like a time where I got my four options or five options, whatever, and up to lasers. And I just had a vertical... Basically, I looked like I was drawing out a musical scale on the screen, <laughs> just zapping lasers right. the whole time, and it felt amazing. Yeah. Then I would like bump into the ceiling, and that was it. Game over, because I couldn't get past it. I couldn't build up my strength <laughs> again from there. Yeah. I was just like, oh, well, that was fun while it lasted. Right. <laughs> uh, that's another thing. You said earlier that if you could keep the power-ups, it would be easier to continue. The mm -hmm. thing is... In this collection, right, you get to continue. In 
the originals, if you ran out of your lives, that's it, game over. Start oh, the beginning of sure. the game. In right. this one, it's start at the beginning of you know wherever you are, which I think was a, a great update for the yeah, collection. Definitely. Right? They're not trying to take our quarters anymore. We already bought the game. <laughs> yeah, we bought it already. <laughs> Let me play the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, the options, since I mentioned the options, I remember in the original game, and I think in Life Force also, the port on the Nintendo, mm-hmm. you could only have two options, maybe. Oh, I maximum. think I read that. Yeah, I think I was I was looking some stuff up this week. Yeah, I'm pretty so sure. So when right? I got extra ones in the, uh, what is it called? The auto, semi-auto mode on the power mm-hmm. bar, and all yeah. of a sudden I have four <laughs> or five. I'm like, yes, this is what <laughs> this is all about. Right. This is what it was meant to be. Yeah. Um, what else? Music. was amazing throughout oh, i thought soundtracks are great yeah yeah i loved that i can't like pick one out but i felt like every time i heard a track i was like yeah this is iconic to me over this past <laughs> you know couple <laughs> weeks it has already reached like legend status this right track. you put it on and in the background more. while you're working or something yeah <laughs> it amps you up you right. feel like a hero yeah even though basically you're dead the whole time right yeah <laughs> Even though you're blowing up every five seconds. Yeah. No, I love the soundtrack. I don't, you know, playing a collection, it's tough because you're kind of playing them all together and you don't remove yourself from it. So it's not like, oh, you know, three years later, I'm playing Gradius 2 and oh, I feel like this soundtrack's better. So just overall, I I love the music, but it's hard to pick a a song or a game. Yeah. And this series has had numerous composers also. I didn't mention Mm. one. The original composer was uh, Miki Higashino who did the original Gradius and Salamander and Life Force. Also Gradius 3 with a bunch of other people. Oh, did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. On the, oh, the arcade game. Oh, not the NES. That's cool. Huh. No, not on the NES. Although, I do always notice between old Konami games that were on the Nintendo Entertainment System, Mm -hmm. they always have some similar sound effects. Like the uh, pause yeah. is the same in Life Force as it is in Ninja Turtles. And, you know, various things like that or like explosion sounds are the same in certain things. So it's mm-hmm. fun to hear that. I'm like, oh, that's the, literally the exact same sound effect from another game that I played a lot more. Yeah. Oh, speaking of sound effect, I want to point out that when you fight the rotating Moai heads in Gaiden, they say something like, you think you can defeat me, loser? And it's it's great. <laughs> It's great. I love that. <laughs> wow. This original composer also worked on Suikoden and oh. Suikoden 2. Wow. Did not expect that. And Vandal Hearts. I mean, yes. Suikoden's Konami. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And then they had a bunch of other composers for, for mm-hmm. 3 and 4 and Gaiden. But, um, yeah, good music. Everyone on the music team did an amazing job. I really yeah. loved it classic um what else anything else stand out to you mechanically or specific elements or moments or anything i think we hit a lot of it i also liked the spider boss in gaiden as well that's one where they they do an attack where they kind of jump and land and it brings down the ceiling so you have to dodge the debris from the ceiling while fighting the spider i thought that was really memorable 
there's a section in Gaiden. I mean, again, I love Gaiden. I'm talking a lot about Gaiden. <laughs> um, there's a section the in Gaiden. Gaiden yeah. episode. <laughs> there's a section where it speeds up super fast and you mm-hmm. have to just navigate up and down through this kind of inside a ship section. And you're not even really worried about attacking enemies. You're just trying to go up and down and pick the path. And there are these doors closing. You have to get through the doors in time. And that was, it's almost like a little chase oh, sequence like or escape sequence. And I thought that was a really cool change of pace. And it's really fast, which again, I, one of my complaints is Gradius is really slow. So it was cool that, oh, we're going into hyperspeed. Let's go. Uh, that was one of my nice. favorite moments too. Very cool. Oh, and how about the story? How'd you feel about the story of these games? <laughs> uh, yeah, story's great. Uh, yeah so there's a story everybody <laughs> listening there is supposedly a story and i think it must be written in the instruction must booklets. be in the manual yeah <laughs> but there's no manual for the arcade nope. ones and most of these were arcade they're games, arcade so ports, who yeah. told this story <laughs> i don't know apparently like it's an invasion of like some space empire i don't know <laughs> but apparently the the Vic Viper is an iconic hero. Yes. Yes. I mean the, the ship, you know, we recognize the ship, but like apparently there's a yeah, the Bacterion Empire is the sec it's on uh, I don't know, whatever. I want to meet the person <laughs> who says they come to Gradius for the story. What are they yeah, like? Yeah, I love story in games. Gradius <laughs> is my go-to. You know. Okay. I think we've covered as much as we can as as non-aficionados of the series, we could go into all the little options like what is a big hitbox and a small hitbox, mm-hmm. and what is the the wait time that kind of emulates the slowdown in the original oh, releases sure. that you can set in the options. Mm-hmm. All that's there. I don't think it's really pertinent to what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. I just set it to what it was set at to begin with, and you know, played through the games. But that's all I've got. I think it's time we go to our final thoughts. I think so. so. I mean, we talked a lot about our feelings, but if you were going to sum it up. I think my final thoughts are it's a great collection from a historical perspective, just seeing a very popular shoot 'em up genre or uh, franchise rather that really popularized it. And I know the original was very popular on NES. So I think it it's cool to go back and see that, especially since I don't have a ton of familiarity with horizontal shoot 'em ups. And mm-hmm. I think Gradius two is a is a huge leap forward from one, which was really great to see. And then I think Gaiden is a pretty fantastic game. And I think the checkpoint system is a huge mark against it, but I think there's a lot of good in here, even though that prevented us from completing most of these games. Yeah. So ultimately, just a reminder, we like to uh, rate each game on what is essentially a two star system, mm-hmm. whether we think it's a game that we enjoyed going back to was worth our time and whether we would say that people should check out in 2023 and beyond. And in that case, it would be a smash. And if that's not the case, it's a brick. So what do you say for Gradius? collection on psp smash or brick i think on the strength of gaiden because i honestly do love gaiden i mm-hmm. and again too i think stood out as well 
I think those mm-hmm. two stand out in particular. I think on the strength of those two games, uh, I would say it's a smash. Nice, nice. And, you know, like we said earlier, first time two was available in the yeah. U.S. Mm-hmm. and the first time and only time Gaiden was available right? in the U.S. Yeah. And those happen to be the two best games, which is <laughs> ridiculous that they didn't make it here to begin with. Yeah. Like, why do you keep your two best games from us? <laughs> I would agree with you. I'm going to say Smash also because it's a great history to mm-hmm. peruse. And being that it's a collection, you can pick and choose if you want yeah. to just play Gaiden. That's a, it's a full game, Gaiden, right? And mm-hmm. two, it's a full game. If you don't like one, three, and four, just don't play them. I like one also because I remember one from the NES, and this is a strictly better version of it. Yeah. So that's cool. So for me, it's three games, Gradius, Gradius 2, and Gradius Gaiden. That's cool. And they're shooters. They're fun. I'm not a huge shooter guy, but I definitely enjoyed it. I looked forward to going back. I pulled out my arcade stick for a little bit and used that. That was (laughs) fun, different. I would say yes, Smash also. Nice. So that makes the Gradius collection, and I guess by extension, the Gradius franchise, a smash that was or is worth revisiting in 2023 and beyond (laughs) awesome so thank you everyone so much for listening and playing along with us and thanks anthony for joining me again on the show yeah thanks for having me this is great yeah i love talking to you where if anywhere would you like our listeners to go check out anything you're doing uh, I post sparingly, but uh, you can find me on social media uh, at AM Labella. And I think I'm on Twitter. I refuse to call it the other thing. Uh, I'm <laughs> on Blue Sky now. I'm on oh. Co-Host. Those are kind of the three social media platforms I use. And then I have a blog linked there that I never use, but every now and again, like my game of the year, I'll probably throw out my game of the year on there at the end of the year. So it's always nice. a good time. What's the front runner? Mario Wonder? Uh, Tears of the Kingdom is easily my game of the year right now. Oh, yeah, that was this year. Yeah. Although Baldur's Gate 3 is a very close oh, man, second. It's a good year. Yeah, it's a great year for games. It's a really good year. Cool. So go find Anthony there. Look for his review of Gradius Collection for the PSP. <laughs> but first, take a look at your Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting platform that you're listening on. And if you've made it this far, Leave us a generous and helpful five-star rating and review because it's totally free. Takes a couple seconds. But if you want to go above and beyond that and support the show monetarily while getting some fun perks, head over to patreon.com slash smashingbricks and become a patron for as little as $1 a month. You can also jump in at the awesome Fireflower tier and choose a specific game to be played on an upcoming and recently renamed Power Up episode or you can get ongoing recognition, or even earn yourself a spot on the show as a co-host at the higher tiers of support. One of the most important perks, though, is for everyone, and that's bi-weekly episodes instead of monthly ones. Once we reach our monthly goal, everyone will get twice the number of Smashing Bricks episodes, kind of like you've been experiencing with these last two episodes. Again, check out the details at patreon.com smashingbricks. We also have a Discord, which is our cozy place to chat about anything with the community and to leave commentary about upcoming and past games or suggest games to be considered for the show. Check out the Smashing Bricks playlist to see what you think needs to be added or 
evangelize the games already listed. Links to everything mentioned, plus Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch can be found in the episode description and at our link tree, which is linktr.ee slash smashingbricks. As for the next episode, I'm going to be joined by James Carter of the Cane and Rinse podcast, and we are going to play and discuss The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time for the Nintendo 64. It's going to be our first Zelda game on the show. Nice. So go get your hands on a copy, play along, send in your thoughts, and join us next time on Smashing Bricks. That wraps it up for today. I'm still Eddie and Zotto. That is Anthony LaBella. Thanks again, Anthony. And until next time, may the nostalgia be with you. Mm-hmm.